Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. What's going on? Coach Luca back here with the Vigor Life Podcast. And today, I am so happy that my guest is the one and only, my one of my best friends in the world and a former business partner. And we're, you know, we're sitting here. So obviously, obviously things turn out just fine. Um, Steven Krebs. What's up, uh, everybody? And uh, what we're going to talk about today, because so just kind of like a little backstory. Uh, me and Krebsy met about uh, eight years ago, probably now, right? like yeah. eight, eight, maybe even more um, at a, a Pat Rigsby mastermind. And we hit it off. And from there, at that point in time, he was running a gym in upstate New York in Utica. And uh, we we kind of built this relationship. And then about six years ago. Uh, we started doing, yeah, probably like between five and six years ago, we started doing consulting. We had a, a company called the Pack Fitness Business, and um, that started the roller coaster of many adventures uh, with this guy. You know, business, adventures in business, adventures in life, travel, partying, a lot of a lot of crazy stuff. Um, but but now he is um, a very successful, I'll say, coaching consultant to entrepreneurs, business owners. Uh, has also a marketing company, uh, and we, you know, still. We we still we still friend a lot, not enough, but we friend a lot. And what what I want to talk about today was, well, kind of like our our journey now over I don't know been I'd say you know over a decade has been entrepreneurs, but lessons from that journey, and not just you know the X and O's marketing lessons, but also just like life lessons and what people go through um, and how to o- overcome that from stress and anxiety and uh, the depressions and you know taking on big responsibility. Uh, and things of that nature, because honestly, that's, I would say just as much of an issue, if not more, it's more of an issue than, you know, Hey, I didn't know what strategy to apply, uh, to this problem. And, um, so with that said, right, because this is certainly acapella, cause I, I believe this is <laughs> the best way to, the best way to extract the, the, the juice, the wisdom juice. Um, so with, what, what do you feel like, you know, looking back now, because yeah. if we had this interview five years ago, we'd, we'd have a lot of different answers, but uh, because you've struggled with, I mean, me and you have both struggled with, I would say the stress and anxiety from business, which is impossible not to, but what do you feel are, are the biggest, you know, for a lot, because I know a lot of people listening are coaches, have gyms, a lot of people, and even if you're just working um, in a company, you know, building your way up and, and building your career. What are some of the biggest things that you've seen and, and how do you coach people on overcoming, you know, when, when they hit a wall and it's like, oh, I'm stressed. I'm uh, stressed. I don't know how to figure this out. Like anxiety, I'm working too much. Like what, what are some of the things that you see and coach on when it comes to that? Yeah, I think, you know, it's there's something like the figure is like 95% of people experience anxiety, stress, depression in some form. And I think that, especially as men, right, we, we can, I can only talk about being a guy, right? Mm-hmm. So male entrepreneurs have a tendency as we're socialized, we're taught to suck it up, right? You're taught to kind of stuff that stuff. So we can make this about entrepreneurs or just, I mean, I'm sure you get a lot of people listening to this that aren't yeah. business owners that can then benefit from this. So I, I think that it, it's a few things, right? It's number one, it's we're taught to stuff it. So guys just have a tendency to not communicate and not feel able to be vulnerable about how they're feeling. Right. The problem with that is, is over time, it starts to bubble up inside everything else. Then you add a business into the mix, right? And there's no handbook that, that people can hand you and say, hey, here's all the things that are going to happen inside of a, 
a business that are going to create problems and stress. Here's all the failures that are going to happen. And um, yeah, in uh, four years from now, you're going to literally wake up every day in panic and anxiety to the point where you pretty much feel like you're going to die. Right. So what I see, the biggest mistake that I see, and you and I have both made it right, is we weren't really clear on how to deal with the pressure that we put on ourselves, running multiple businesses, trying to navigate relationships in the process and and growing as a man. Right. I'm 39 now, so it's a little bit different. So if I go back and whisper in my ear, you know, at 20 shit, 27, when I opened my first gym. I mean, shit, we could probably just keep talking about this. And man, it'd be a list, right? We could just come, we could probably just spit, spitball back and forth the list of things that that I wish I would have known. Mm. But on the flip side of it, I'm almost glad I didn't because some of those lessons have to sting for it to stick. And it, for me, one of them was, right? Because looking back now, you say, well, um, you know, being smarter about how you work and organize your time and the, the whole balance thing, which mm. gets overplayed, but 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 I but I do want to touch on this, right? Hustle, you know, the word hustle and grind and all that good stuff. I mean, I think it's necessary because what it does, it instills a virtue of discipline mm. and it instills a virtue of hard work. Um, I would say patience to a degree, like because if you keep you know keep going with it, so I feel like you need that. Right, because then there's the other the other side of that is when people go like, oh well, I you know I've been working at this for six months and nothing's happening. Mm. It's just like, listen, man, it, it's going to take a lot longer, right? So, I think that it's important to go over that. But you know, for me, I know I fell into the trap of that's my superpower, right? My superpower is I can outwork anybody. I can work twenty hour days nonstop all the time, um, and that leads to obviously burnout in mm-hmm. in some way. And so you know, looking back is just and, I, and you heard it, it's cliche-ish, right? Somebody tells you like, oh man, listen, you got to organize your time better and you got to find balance and like, what are the things that, you know, make you relaxed and chill and kind of reset you and who are the people that you're around that, you know, make you laugh and smile and stuff like that. And, and you know, you kind of, when you're younger, it's like, yeah, 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 for sure. I get it. Um, but now, but now, like I see that, like without that, I mean, it's impossible to, to kind of, uh, be normal and, and 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 get rid of the anxieties and stresses if you don't have those things, you know. And obviously, what 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 are some of those things? Well, we're going to be biased to this, but working out. I mean, science shows, right? If if you're in great shape, you take care of your body, you know, from nutrition to fitness to uh, you know recovery and and sleep and massage and things like that. Like that's a must. That's the foundation. Um, actually, it was I, I was I can't remember where I was reading it, but it's like a Harvard review of. Uh, IHP, like internet, uh, I think it's this Human Performance Institute that that works with a lot of you know corporate athletes, executive CEOs, and they found out of all the things that if you have this pyramid, the the foundation of the pyramid is physical. Then it goes physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, mm-hmm. right? And this is you know twenty years of studies um, looking into like what makes people uh, excel, right, and and be really successful, but also have that balance of not going crazy. So. Absolutely. Like if you're, you know, I don't care where you are in life. If you're not taking care of your body, I mean, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be such a big kind of, you know, card in a deck of cards that everything's going to fall apart. I really do believe that. It's easy to, to put that off, especially when you're in the beginning of building a business. Right. And I agree with you, excuse me, a hundred percent on, you know, hustle is celebrated. The grind team, no sleep, all that shit. And, And now there's a counterinsurgence to it, which is like, no, man, 
you have to chill. find the flow. Get chill. And you're like, oh, you can chill and find your flow over in the corner with no money then. Because yeah. it it takes hustle. Um, so I, I, I just think that, you know, you start with the simplest form of the game. And it's what I teach all the time because life is complex on its own. Mm. Right. So what Luca is saying is 100 percent correct. And it's so it's the number one thing that I've seen almost every person that I've coached, guy or girl, put to the side, even fitness people. I was one I of them, say, right? I would say, in many examples, I don't know if you said, but like, it's almost like even more so, mm. right? Yeah, because their job is also that, it's, right? And I know for myself, there were times where I was like, dude, I don't even want to go back in my own gym to train right now because I've been there for 16 hours today, right? So it's like, shit. So it's like, I, I think it's just the one thing that people put off knowing, and here's the crazy part. We can keep boiling this down, right? Especially if we're going to talk about anxiety, stress, depression, pressure like that. If we boil this down, most people don't feel worthy to feel good all the time. So we we self-sabotage the shit out of ourselves. So, hey, I'm a fit pro. I did this. I'm a fit pro. And my gym did very well. But what was my self-sabotage? Well, I partied a ton. Mm. I was never in stellar shape. Let's be real. I just wasn't. I was out dicking around doing shit I shouldn't have been. So w w there's a disconnect there. Yeah, my personality was great, and I put on a show in the gym, but if somebody walks in the door and they're like, hmm, this guy's not in horrible shape, but he's also not like some jacked, ripped, you know, fantasy dude. So I think that every person has this, this negative voice or button in their brain that makes them go like, you know, life is wonderful, but I don't want it to be too wonderful because then I would disconnect from my friends, my family. Maybe people will look at me different. You know, everybody will say they want these things, right? But then we all have this little roadblock in our heads. I was just talking to you about it yesterday, right? And we, and we all battle this, guys. Like, I think that I'm not telling you to let yourself off the hook or to submit to it by any means. But if you have empathy, you need to have empathy for yourself first in the process of building something that matters. Because this is a pressure cooker, mm -hmm. right? We've both been through it. Oh, yeah. Stress, anxiety. We've been on the phone, like, in fucking tears to each other, you know, tired, trying to run events, pulling our hair out of our heads. And man, I, I don't want to make this too simple. But at the end of the day, if you're committed to it, you just won't quit on yourself or the idea. You're going to fail throughout the process. That's just part of the game. You're going to be stressed. You're going to have problems. You're going to have problems with your teams. You're going to have problems with your significant other. You're going to be tired all the time. You're going to be stressed. You're going to be fatigued. But, you know, I've watched this guy build vigor and it's like, <clears throat> you know, not to, and, and I'm not one, if you guys don't know me, I'm not one to blow smoke up anybody's ass. I, I, I think everybody that meets me realizes this is that I've watched this guy build this thing. and It takes an insane amount of focus to build something that's lasted 10 years, but not only lasted 10 years, but grown every year. And now it, it created this mecca of this place like. I just want everybody to realize, and I think in today's society, people are so entitled and want things yesterday that they're not willing to sacrifice in the present time to build something that really matters. They want to get paid right now. They want to make money right now, and they won't sacrifice the time, energy, effort, sanity, all the things that, that I've watched him and every great business person that I've ever coached in my life, including myself, you run into walls, man. You, but, but the commitment can't waver. And the thing is, there's a couple things that you brought up that I'm like, you know, clicked in my mind and, and I wanted to bring examples up of 
uh, the last one that you did was, um, you know, Danny Meyer has this great quote. You, there's, there's, there's either, there's a no money business, there's a later money business, and then there's a now money business. Mm. And too many people, they go for the now money all the time. But the thing is, now money doesn't bring, you know, build great businesses because, for instance, investing it, in, like doing continuing education, and and that, you know, now it might be a little bit simpler to do this, but. When I started, man, it was such a grip to bring somebody in to do a seminar. I was like, mm. I'm sweating bullets, you know, doing an in-staff for like three, $4,000 for a day for the team. And, and you're like, man, because this could go towards marketing or, man, I got to pay the rent or, you know, but you go like, but this is important, right? Mm. And, but that's later money. Like you're not getting anything now, <laughs> right? But you're building up the team. Um, you know, now money might be like, oh, let's run this you know, six week free challenge promo because I know we can make money right mm -hmm. now. Right. But, but it's like, okay, but is that in line with who you want to be recognized as your virtues and stuff? You know, so maybe you, you do something a little bit different, but later it's going to pay off. Yeah. I uh, get it, man. I, I get those things though, too. You know, it's, I, I try to always remember what it was like in the beginning. Oh man. It's, a, it's it, man, like this is the, the thing is like, and I've, Bro, you know, you talk, let's talk, when you talk about virtues and stuff, right? Yeah. When you're on, I mean, I can say that I've, uh, I, I think we both, I mean, shit, like when we did a consulting business, we would do stuff that later on, I'm like, oh man, what were we doing? Right. And, sure. and, and some of it is kind of like the identity or wanting to look a certain way or, you know, insecurity. So you try to, we did have a Facebook ad with us standing on a beach with our arms out like this Yeah, it um, was with pack life written in the sand and <laughs> rock. So if there was a contest of douchiness, I think we're, we're in the top five for that one. Yeah. We were, we were winning it there for a while. My point um, was, I just don't want anybody to think that, you know, it's wrong to money now is important, right? Money now, no, money they're, later. They're, no, absolutely. So I'm not saying that you're saying that. Yeah. I just think that just, just for guys that are in the B or girls that are in the beginning stages, yeah. You know, like, it, I remember being there. I remember waking up and going like, oh, shit. If I don't make X amount of money this week. Like, yeah, you're done. My door, like, I almost want to just, I don't know if too many know, people know this, but I, in my first year of my gym, I almost went out of business. Like, I was, I brought an MMA school into the gym with me, which oh, was I a remember, huge mistake. I remember this now. Yeah. And because, <laughs> and I watched people do this a lot. They'll partner up with people because they don't feel certain enough on their own. Now, we didn't do that. Luke and I just loved being around each other. And we were just like, man, let's just, we can see that we can build this business together and it'll be fun. And we had great success with it. We did. Yeah. But in the beginning, I didn't feel, I didn't feel confident. I was like, man, what if this doesn't work? So I'm the one that took the loan out. And then I brought this guy in who is still my instructor today. But business-wise, we just didn't see eye to eye. He's my jujitsu coach, right? And I almost went out of business because of it. I mean, it just did, that business didn't meld together. So I just, you know, not to pull a, pull away from what you're talking about, but you know, you guys, you're going to run into problems starting a business. Like this is not easy. Like you, this is not for the faint of heart. This mm -hmm. is not for, for if you're not fully committed to making this work. And if you're not ready to go to the bitter end with it, then I would say, don't start it because it's cool to be an entrepreneur right now. Mm, yeah. You know, there's nobody better than anyone else. This is not an elitist thing where, well, I'm a business owner, so I'm better than an employee. You know how many employees make more money than we do? A lot, dude. There are plenty. There are plenty. And you know what? That's the path that they chose. Comparison is the thief of joy. And we never compare down. We always compare up. We never compare to the people that we're kicking the shit out of or life is better than. We're comparing to, 
you know, guys like Jeff Bezos, who's just, you know, yeah. all of a sudden jacked bald and like floating around on a fucking hoverboard from Back to the Future, what, three or whatever the hell it is. And we're like, shit, well, I'm not, you know, I don't have 18 Lamborghinis that are gold plated with like platinum fucking gear shifters. So my life sucks. Right. And when you look at guys like Luca, it can be easy to feel that way. Like, man, look at what he's created. Guys, the key to this entire thing, and then we'll go back to that conversation is, boringly consistent, mm. like become so consistent that you may bore other people. That doesn't mean your energy is boring. You're not charismatic. That's not going to work. But I've watched this dude. Okay. Luke is like, yo, I'm going to put out content. And then he puts out content multiple times a day, every day, just like his workouts doesn't miss a day. Could it be that simple? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's that fucking simple. It really is like, mm. yeah, you have to be charismatic. Yeah. You have to have some skills. But also it's the same thing that I, that I, and like I said, I'm not trying to, you know, give Luca a cosmic hand job on fucking air here, but <laughs> I'm just using as, a, as an example, because obviously you're listening to his podcast. So you think he's a, you know, a real groovy dude. So like at the end of the day, I gotta take that down. that's right. Real groovy dude. Real groovy dude. So it goes right in the profile on the, on the playing card, but he's also consistent in his workouts, right? He's also consistent in the way he eats food, right? Are there things that he's not perfect yet? Of course. And that's what you need to look at is don't compare. Just use it as fuel. Go like, man, this dude is successful. What has he done? What is he doing? How can I learn to do it? And, and listen, this isn't a sales pitch for coaching, but listen, him and I are sitting here because we've both been willing to constantly and consistently invest in ourselves over and over again. And I call it the butthole pucker moment when you get the fee that it's going to be and your ass puckers a little bit and you either go like, no, I can't do it. Or you say the hell with it, I'm gonna do it. And we dude, there were times where I put <laughs> that shit on credit cards when I didn't even have the money. The first when you where were you at when the, the first time when you joined Pasting? Because so, yeah, that was $750 a month in like 2012. And maybe my gym was doing four grand a month. Maybe. Mm. Ma dude, maybe. Yeah, and then there's and that and that's rent utilities. Yeah, my rent was <laughs> yeah, my rent was probably at that point in the first now listen, my first gym was in the <laughs> the fucking front space of a of a transmission shop no shit yeah. in upstate new york i it was an old car dealership and i was in the showroom my rent was 1500 a month and then obviously utilities and then obviously like all my eft yeah, yeah so think about it i'm doing 3 or 4 grand and i'm like i got to do something cuz this is not working and then i see this thing we were in like a personal trainer you or something and then i was like fuck it i need to be in a mastermind and then originally I started on the cheaper one, which was like, you just get on phone calls. Cause at first I was like, shit, I don't know. 750 is a lot of money, dude. And then I think that was like 350 a month. And then I upgraded and went, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go. I did the same thing. Cause it was like TIC, mm -hmm. uh, something else is like monthly. And, and then it was like that moment of, because I'm sure that you had the feeling too. It, it was like, I can't be where I am. And like, I can't be here. I yeah. like, I have to go forward. And doing things the same that I've been doing, like, well, now move me forward or like these incremental, I'm like, man, I got, I got to make a move. Yeah. And then of course, what does that do? Like, I mean, it's like anything else, a relationship, this, that, like, as soon as you say yes, you're committed. Yeah. It's an investment. You, it, it, I tell people you have, to, in my programs, you can invest two ways and I expect both. You're watching your wallet, your time and your money, because without those things, nobody follows through. They will not, they won't. They, they just won't. Without any skin in the game, 99% of people will not follow through because ultimately in the back of their mind, they're like, well, it's free. 
It's yep. free shit. You ever been on the street and somebody tries to give you a free CD? Now I'm, I'm dating myself now because CDs aren't really fucking around much anymore. But you know, the dudes come up and be like, hey, man, you want to buy my CD? I'm like, no. Or like, here, take this free CD. No, I don't want that shit. I'm good. So I think if we were going to make like a higher or like a, a list, right, this hierarchy of like, hey, here's what you need to do. Step one. I mean, you have to invest in yourself. Yeah. Right. You have to start. Obviously, we're talking about people that have begun and you're in the mix. Now it's time to invest in yourself legitimately because- when we joined Pat's group, we learned a bunch of stuff. And, and we and, also and learned. The, that, well, I mean, that's where we met, dude. That's I what mean, I'm this, saying. This, this, is, this is the thing. There's like, there's the knowledge part of it. And then there's, I mean, the connections part of it. Which and is like, the biggest part. Which is the biggest part. The and biggest part. What that opens. Like the doors mm -hmm. open, the conversations it opens, the the network it builds. Because it really is like the one plus one equals three type of mentality. How many know? people will, you know. We'll use you as an example because you do have a name in the fitness industry, right? And it, it's like, how many people go like, man, how how did you how are you so connected, Luca? How do you know all the and they're watching you like, man, he's around everybody. Well, it's because we've invested over and over and I've over again. To, listen, this is a real number. I've been to 182 live events in the last 10 years. It's bananas. 182 live events. Yeah, so, it's bananas. but that, but what does that mean though? It means that. I basically was around a lot of similar people uh, that many times. Tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people, depending yeah. on the event, for and, sure. And when you go, you know, uh, I mean, I'll tell you like the story how I, I met Martin. It was like, I would go to all the Perform Betters, then went to Ryan Lee's boot camp. Yep, we were and, all at that. And at Ryan Lee's boot camp, we still didn't know each other, mm -hmm. right? And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to drive three and a half hours to Jersey now. And I'm just going to go into the facility and see what's up, right? And and I get there, I'm like, hey, man, I'm here to see Martin Rooney. The person at the front desk is like, uh, okay, I, I'll go tell him, you got a card? You know, I give him the card or whatever. Comes down, he's like, oh, man, hey, like, I only got 10 minutes. You know, I'm like, oh, cool. So we, we hit it off. I start talking to him about, man, you should do more YouTube stuff. You know, like, your stuff is great. You should do more YouTube. Man, we, we talk for six hours. Mm. See him at the next Perform Better Summit. We go to lunch. But the, but the point of that is, like, the whole frequency uh, proximity, right? Like you keep seeing people. Yeah. You send a handwritten thank you note in a book. Thanks for taking the what, time. What you're, what what Luca is really displaying is emotional intelligence, right? He's not doing it to get something out of it, and that's that's a mistake that I see people that are trying to meet people they look up to, or you know other, you know I don't want to use the word influencer because it turns my stomach. It really <clears> does, but you know what I'm saying. Like people in the industry that have a name, like I'm going to teach you guys. We were talking about the other day, like etiquette and you know, having emotional intelligence and listen, I'm not trying to break anybody's balls, but there's just some people that don't have it. And, and it's, re, it's something that you got to work on and you right? can, and you can work on it. It, it is a skill. hundred percent. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, Oh, you know, Steve Krebs, came out of the womb and uh, he was just charismatic and, and I cracked did, uh, jokes. Actually, actually I, I did kind of though. Oh, okay. All right. You're horrible. Is that <laughs> yeah. not, but, but his, but I mean, you've changed so for, for sure. dude. Listen, guys, you have to it, be intentional. Both of us were like cavemen when we started. Let's be realistic. Yes, we were likable. And yes, we went and talked to people. But compared to where we're at now, it's insane. And it's because, so here's another word, right? Consistency and in being intentional. Being intentional with, with every aspect of what you're doing. Yeah, it sounds boring. But those are the two things that I think that if you apply them to building relationships and being yourself and not trying to impress people and not saying things like, let me pick your brain mm -hmm. and not entering into a, a group of people that are obviously having a conversation and then interjecting yourself at a weird time or interrupting someone when they're eating, 
to introduce yourself. Like it's just, these are the things guys. And listen, I understand why people do those things. It's because you're so nervous about actually doing it. You're not actually even thinking about thinking the other about it, yeah. person. So what I watched Luca do, cause I know he won't mention some of the stuff that he used to do just because he, you know, he doesn't want to fucking brag or like come across a certain way. But I watched him with every person that we ever met, he would send them a personalized thank you, handwritten, a gift that that was personal to them. And it wasn't to get anything out of it. It was literally just because that's who he was. So when you look at a guy like Luca and how he's connected with everyone, it's because he's genuine and he he's a, a go-giver. And I'm sure he's mentioned this book on the podcast yep. before. Like he encapsulates what that word means, right? It's why he's family to me. I don't fuck around with a lot of people. If you guys know me, like you may have met me and I may have not been very like open because I keep my circle small. I just think that there's so much bullshit out in the world that it's hard to find people like this. So if you guys want to meet other people, listen, we just gave you the blueprint. Like we should be charging for this shit right now because that alone, that piece alone, listening to him talk about this and then having me come in and just say, listen, just do these things. Just hit somebody up and go out of your way for them. They'll remember you. They will. It's human nature, right? If somebody does something nice for me out of the blue, I'm going to be like, wow, that was amazing. Maybe and here, you know really what? Good. And this is like, because you can do this, you know, if you're, let's, let's say you're working somewhere or you have a small business locally, like how simple is it? And like, I've, I've done this a lot of times. I still do this actually, but you know, cause I've talked about like how many coffee meetings I have and stuff like that with, with people locally, people from the gym, but it's, because the imagine like you get in the mail, right? It's a, a yellow package and it's thick. So it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to open this up, right? And, and you write something like, hey, I've been, you know, we got a lot of members going to your uh, massage place. They love it. Uh, you know, let's send something up. Let's, let's, let's go to coffee um, and, and talk a little bit about how I can help you bring even more people in because they're loving it. Oh, by the way, this is a great book that I've read, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Like, you know, what's a good time for you? And I'll come to you, the coffee shop nearest to you. And you send out 10 books like that to strategic people and you're intentional about mm -hmm. it in, in your local, like how many coffee appointments are you going to set up? And that person is going to come in like, Hey, it's, it's awesome to meet you. Thanks mm -hmm. so much for the book, man. Like, sure. like this, right. But it's, it's going to cost you what? 50 to hundred bucks. Cause people in their own family mm -hmm. don't do that shit for them. And that's yeah. what you got to understand guys is like, we're, we're, what I wanted to do on this podcast is give you guys kind of like a checklist. Right. And that's why I'll keep throwing words at you. Right. Consistency, being intentional, living in integrity, right. Having emotional intelligence. These are things that are all like Lucas said, these are skill sets that require work. And if you're one of these people that doesn't want to work, then you should probably not listen to this podcast, right? There's plenty <laughs> of podcasts where you could learn about what color underwear Kim Kardashian is fucking wearing and all this other bullshit that doesn't make a difference. But if you're listening to this and obviously you have some form of entrepreneurial bone in your body, you have some form of, of, of a desire to perform better in some capacity. So if anyone could apply these things, Any, anybody to anything, anyone, matter. right? Yeah. It's, it's insane. Right. And then the last one is like, really, I mean, we could give you a hundred words, but empathy for yourself. Empathy, meaning I feel for myself like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm number one. I'm the asset. It's not selfish. It's self-interested. And we both kind of dove on the sword before. Oh, man. And multiple times. <laughs> right. And what you start to realize is that, you know, you can't save anyone. 
specifically as a business owner, you know, if you're in the fitness industry specifically, I know you started in this industry because you give a shit about people. You do. It's why I started it. I wanted to help people. I was a fat kid growing up and I changed my life. So I wanted to help people do that. The problem is, is the business part of it. How many people have you watched that the business part of it corrupts the reason they got into it? Uh, I would say, well, at some point in time, uh, I would say not close to everybody. Everybody. Yeah. At some point in time, because what happens and and you, you know, you mentioned the word integrity and I wanted to to bring it back to that because you said, you know, we talked about how if you could go back type of thing. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the now later money. So the it's something called value-based decision making, right? And, you know, when you say corrupts, there's many a times where the, the you know, the pressure is so big that you go, you forget about your values. Mm. So you just, you just do whatever, you know, it's kind of survival mode, survival yeah. mode, right? Like, and you throw it out the window. And because you feel like it does, like, you know, I just need to get through this right now. I don't care what I do, whatever it may be. But if going back, I would, um, you know, I'm, and I remember the times when I didn't make a value-based decision and, you know, regretted it later. And I, I, I know the times where it was really hard and I did then make the value-based <laughs> decision. And like five years later, I was like, oh, pays man, off. thank goodness mm-hmm. I did that, right? But value-based decisions are stuff like, if you say words like honesty and integrity, and loyalty or excellence, right? And there's some there's some type of scenario that happens in your business or life, could be anything. And you know, you go like, hey, what decision I'm gonna make? And ask yourself, okay, is this like really honest and is it in integrity? Am I am I being really clear and true to, you know, t- saying everything? Could be marketing, yeah. right? Like we put out a, an ad or a blog or am I telling everything? Is it the truth, right? Now see if you make a value-based decision, like it you gotta tell the truth, mm. right? And and the thing is, value based decisions don't feel good in the moment. They yeah, don't it's doing the right thing. Like sometimes it, doing the right thing, it doesn't feel great because no. you have to sacrifice the immediate result you would have gotten from the shitty decision. Now listen, this is like a disclaimer. I've made a lot of shitty decisions in my life. I've hurt people. I've lied. I've cheated. I've stole. I've, listen, I'm Man, just be. I just want to be transparent with you guys, so that you're not sitting there going like, "Oh, these guys are so." amazing and they never make this is my movie guy voice they never make mistakes and wow this is awesome for luca and steve the back coming soon to a theater near you yeah it's silly right because then you can start going like then your mind starts comparing and then you feel guilt and shame because oh wow i've made shitty decisions well these guys are telling me that it's wrong absolutely not what we're saying is guys there's there's always going to be challenges you're always going to have you know times where you got to make a decision like this and it's not necessarily going to feel great in the moment. It's almost like you guys are fitness people, right? It's almost like foam rolling and warming up, right? It's pain that you can control to avoid pain you can't control. So when you make a value-based decision, it's like, hey, my calf complex, <laughs> my calf is kind of jacked up, right? I better foam roll it before I go do box jumps or something silly like this. Oh, I'm not going to do it. Well, I blow my Achilles out. Well, it's the same. It's an analogy that, that what Luca is saying is like, listen, guys, that you, life is not supposed to be easy. Let's preface this by this. Yep. This is not business is not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to take work. It's like a video game. You go to the next level. The boss is harder. It's harder to get to that boss. And you may have to go through that fucking level 50 times. And, and get, most people, let's be realistic. What do they do? They, they try to put another game in. Put, like, put well, an, I'm not put, playing this game. Put another game in or 
Google cheat codes. Yeah. <laughs> Quit shortcuts, hey, all that quick shit. Shortcut, yeah. but which which might get you. Here's the thing: might get you to the next level because you cheat coded it, but it doesn't build your skill set, and so sure. you're going to keep running into problems. Not to be confused with the warp whistle, because the warp <laughs> whistle, in this analogy, which is great, is the warp whistle is like hiring a coach. Yep. Because what that is is actually in the game. It's allowed. It's not a cheat. What it is is you're moving up levels because you're actually hey, I found this thing, or hey, I'm listening to my coach. Hey, I'm going to go learn from Luca how to build culture in a gym and how to build, so, uh, be able to buy a fucking building in in nine years in business that is like becoming the Mecca. That shit doesn't happen overnight, right? And the way he was a lot able to do that was incessantly reading, studying, learning from other people, building relationships. And now finally, but for me harassing him for fucking years, self-care, which I believe is one of the biggest pieces for entrepreneurs in the beginning, in the middle, in the end, <clears throat> excuse me, is to take care of yourself. Most people, we mentioned it, right? It's like you mentioned it in the very beginning, taking care of yourself. This is the piece that people leave out. A fatigued mind makes cowards of all men and women. I don't care what anybody says. You'll end up arguing either significant other. You'll stress about money. You'll get stuck in scarcity mode. You start making decisions based in scarcity because you're not taking care of yourself. And that, if I could go back to the beginning, that is the number one thing I would have told myself. Dude, you can have fun and party, but don't go overboard, right? Like you're, you're being excessive and I'm an obsessive, excessive person by nature, knock on wood, right? We'll do whatever we can, rub some crystals on my <laughs> nipples, whatever to try. But it almost literally fucking killed me. You know, I was the youngest dude in the heart, heart doctor in 2014, true story, because I ran myself to the red line. I was drinking monster energy drinks three a day. I was doing shit I shouldn't have done. I was taking fucking clenbuterol because I was trying to get lean. I was stressed out. Luke and I were on the, you know, world party tour, <laughs> champ, team champion fucking partiers. And listen, it was fun. But also, if I, you know, I don't want to go back and say I should have, I could have, I would have. It's just I want to share with you guys that the stress that you're dealing with, the number one way is to find a group of people that you can share with because pain shared is pain divided. Happiness shared is happiness multiplied. And when you, that's why masterminds and coaching groups work because it makes you feel like you're not alone. And this is not a sales pitch. It's just in my personal experience, in Luca's personal experience, when you surround yourself with people that are like-minded and your environment fucking matters. Environment is everything. You can, you can everything. share your losses and people will go, yeah, man, you know what? Me too. Luke and I, you know, we're, we're doing business. We were talking four or five times a week and helping each other across the board with this stuff. Guys, you cannot do this alone. The word self-made is horseshit. There's no such thing. No one does it 100% all alone. You have family members. You have significant others. You have team members. And when you say I'm self-made, you're taking a big shit on them. And ultimately, you're also putting pressure on yourself. Mm -hmm. So there's no self-care in that process. You're not floating. You're not, you know, doing cryo. You're not doing mobility work. You're not doing breathing exercises. You're not physically touching the people that you love, which honestly, side note, is there anything better in the world? And it's free, by the way, than hugging someone that you truly fucking care about. Is there a, a business win in my life that has ever felt as good as when I hug my wife or I hug my mom or I hug my siblings or my nieces? And no, there, dude, no. There's no amount of money that makes me feel that way. So things, I'm going to give you a future shot right now. Because right now, some of you guys, 
think that the things are what's going to make you happy. You may look at Luca driving a Mercedes or my G-Wagon or whatever the hell we got, right? Those are, those are, those are benchmarks for ourselves, for us, not for you. It's not to impress you. It's for us to go, man, I'm worth this shit. And I've worked really hard to get it. But those things alone will never make you happy. And if you don't take care of yourself, you will run into a wall. You will. I promise you guys. So I'm not saying to not want things, but use it as a benchmark for your own success. Not because Luca has one. Because what you said worth and see worth and self-care, they go in line and everything from investing in your business. What does that mean? I'm worth it. Going to... Get, you know, get soft tissue work done. I'm mm. worth it. You know what? Like, and we talked about this because that's been my roller coaster sometimes. It's like, you know, relationships, right? Like having a great, you're worth it. So there's all these different things that, you know, and just seeking things. And once again, nothing wrong with it Mm-mm. if you're if you're smart with your money because I'm, I'm big on being cerebral with For money sure. and not, you know, spend like living, I'm big on living below the means and all those we good things. We could do another podcast just on finance. Just on finance, yeah. absolutely. And, and, but it has to be, you know, the, the thing is that it has to be, like, you have to say, I'm worth these things. I'm worth the investment to, to grow my business and get help. I'm worth, you know, get, getting better food and this, that, and the other. Because if, if, if you don't do that, and, and that is an identity thing. Um, and I've talked before about how do we even, you know, create habits. And there's, I mean, there's definitely a lot of reasons, but like at the, at the top is the outcome, what you want. Right. And then there's the how, like, what are the things you got to do to get that outcome? But at the, at the middle of it all is an identity. So, and you, you know, you, you would like, we talked about this before when you're like, Hey, when you, if you're like, you know, overweight and you do a diet, right. But you're, you're still, you believe that you're overweight, mm. like you're going to get it back. Cause that identity is going to continue to drive behaviors. If your identity is like, man, I don't deserve this, right? Because of stuff you've done in the past. And, mm-hmm. you know, for us both, like, you know, we talked about like, you know, cheating and doing dumb stuff and crime and all these. And, and so for me, it was the identity sometimes was that. And so my behavior would align with my identity. Yeah, you're 100% who you believe yourself to be, right? So it's- You're 100% who you believe yourself to be. You should probably write that down and then make write it inside down. of your mantra, right? Because you can start to look at, Success leaves clues. And if you look at people that are successful, and remember here, before I even go any further into that, success is, a, is relative. Success, you need to get clear on what success is to you. You need to define what it is because my brother is successful in his own right because he has three beautiful girls and he lives in the woods where he loves to be. And that's his version of success. He doesn't want my life. And I'm, dude, it's my little brother. He's the baby of the family. I look at him, I'm like, I'm so proud of him. Because he was ahead of the game. He knew what he wanted before I did, the big brother. So you guys got to stop looking at Instagram fucking influencers and all these this fake bullshit and basing what you think success is on that because most of those people are probably unhappy, just like we all are sometimes. So stop trying to, don't compare to somebody's highlight reel. Focus on what success is to you. If you watch, if you talk to Luca, he'll be like, listen, man, like success for, to me is this. It's having Vigor be the best in the world. It's building quality relationships, right? It's all these things that he talks about all the time. For me, success is honestly freedom, security, going inside of my bank accounts and my investments and going like, I'm safe. I'm good. Success to me is having an epic relationship with my wife, Bree, like, making sure that I show up for her. Success to me is talking to my parents every day. Success to me is having friends that like, I know for a fucking fact 
that if I was down and out would have my back. That's why I'm not the guy that's friends with everybody. My grandfather told me since I was a little boy, he's like, listen, man, if you have two real friends in your life, consider yourself fortunate. Because when the rubber meets the road and shit hits the fan, you fucking find out the real truth of most people. So you're going to feel alone in the process of building a business. You're going to feel alone. You're going to feel stressed. You're going to feel anxiety. And the key word in that statement is feel. Feel, right? Because you can act in spite of your feelings. You can act in spite of your thoughts. And that's where true commitment with people like Luca and myself or anyone that pushes through stuff like that the commitment outweighs the feeling. And in those places and in those times where you feel self-doubt and pity and you're scared, because being scared is a part of this, you have to go back to the real reason why you're doing what you're doing or else you are screwed. If it's just money, that shit will run out sooner or later. Don't you agree? Absolutely. absolutely. And, you know, what I, I would say now one part of success that I, that I the idea that I love behind like John Wooden talked about this, he didn't care about wins and losses. He really did not. Like he was like, if we do our absolute best, our best effort in these areas, if we lose, we'll, I'll feel successful. Now we could win, but I know you slacked. Mm. I will not feel successful. So that's my gauge nowadays, right? Because it's like, can you control everything? I mean, like we've done stuff where it's like we did everything really right, right. Mm. And it didn't go the way we wanted to. Sometimes we didn't do shit right. Sure. And it went the right way. But think about this. It, I, I almost think that, uh, you know, fast success can be can be a really bad it's thing. It's a trap. It's a trap because you're sure. like, oh, shit. I didn't put in a lot of effort. This is easy. And it just happened. Yeah. And, and so now that becomes your base. That becomes your driving force. You start having habits and behaviors that are not all out effort. Mm. Right. Now, all out effort. I will say this, though. It doesn't. It's not just like fitness or, or it could be like, Hey, all out effort to sleep more, all out mm. effort to show my girl, my wife appreciation, all out effort to spend time with my kids and give them my time and attention, all out effort to build relationships. Right. But it's like, if you'd put all out effort in the areas that matter to you, when you want to grow, you're successful to, in, in my mind, you are successful. Mm. And the thing is over time, if you have patience and resilience, like you'll get the stuff that you're shooting for. For now, sure. Over time, could be 10 years, could be 15. Could yeah, be, it could take forever. You know, know, here's what I see a lot of, man. Like, you know, people spend a lifetime working and grinding to get things, right? I coach guys that do very well. And right now they're like getting rid of all those things, right? Oh, I, I had an airplane. This guy, you know, one of my coaching clients had an airplane, selling the airplane, had sports cars, selling the sports cars. He's like, dude, I just don't, I don't feel anything. It does it, nothing. It makes me feel nothing. And I'm like, well, if that's not a sign from the universe to me to make sure that what really matters is the focus, then I'm going to suffer, right? And you guys got to understand that your failures or your losses are there to teach you something. And if you don't learn the lesson, it's going to become cyclical. Oh, yeah. It's You're going to get stuck in that negative feedback loop and it's just going to keep coming at you until you step back and ask yourself, what am I supposed to learn here? Which is why to me, meditation and journaling are two of the biggest tools. I'll call them weapons that you can have in your, in your, your toolbox because it gives you a chance to become self-aware. It gives you a chance to step back and go like, holy shit, 
you know, why am I feeling this way? Why am I, why am I hating on this person? Cause we all do. I don't care what anybody says. We're all triggered by other people. And most of the time we're triggered by them because they're doing something more than us. or they're doing something that we want to do and we're not doing it. And it just becomes this crazy game of bullshit. So man, at the end of the day, you guys got to understand that if you can't define success and you don't define what a win is for you. And I teach this in relationships all the time. I ask Bree almost every day, like, what do you want? What's a win for you? How can things get better? And if you asked her, if she was sitting right here, she'd be like, I like nothing can get better. I'm, she's just, it's just who my wife is. She's super happy and, and kind and she, she's nothing she's but light. She's the epitome of happiness. Yeah. Like she's the best thing that ever happened to me. Obviously I was a shithead before. So correct. Yeah. Times two. So she would just say it can't get better. But the thing is, is you guys got to watch out. For, it's not a trap from her. She's being genuine. What I'm saying is if you just go with your significant other, like, oh, things are good. I'm just going to stop trying. You're walking around in boxer shorts, farting and expecting her to look around, walk around looking like a Victoria's Secret model. It's not going to happen, guy. Okay. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You have to be intentional with that shit. So when I asked her that, I'm like, listen, what, how could it get better? Where are some places that you've always wanted to travel? This can be applied to any conversation, by the way. You know, what makes you happy? Okay. How could you be happier? What can I do to support you in what you want to do? These are, I literally ask, we have, we have a, we call it a morning huddle. So every morning, Bree and I will sit down, we have coffee, we sit in our living room with little brownie crabs, our dogs sitting there hanging out, and we have a talk every day, 10 to 15 minutes. It is non-negotiable. And this is another piece, I think, of the game that most entrepreneurs forget about is, dude, you're doing it for your family. And yes, there's going to be sacrifices in the process of you building something that matters, but don't forget why you're doing it and then it. invest that time back into them because you can't get it back. Now I don't have children, so I can't speak on that, but I lost a lot of time with my family because I was like, Oh, Steve, can you come over? Nah, man, I'm busy. I'm working. I'm grinding. Da, 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 da. And then they stopped asking for a long time. And then I became a victim. It was oh, like, well, why, yeah. why is my brother not like, why doesn't he want to hang out with me? Maybe asshole, because every time you went to his house and your nieces were running around, you were on your fucking phone acting like you were too busy to be around everyone. I don't have a lot of regrets in my life, but there are some, right? And that's what drives me to continue to work on these things. So instead of feeling guilt and shame when you make a mistake, ask yourself, what's the lesson I'm supposed to learn in business, in relationships, in everything? Okay, what's the lesson? Cool. What is the action associated with the lesson? Because without action, nothing changes. It's that simple, guys. And like that, if you take anything from me, it's this. It's those things that I brought up and the fact that don't forget about what's most important because you could be driving around in a Lambo, you know, with a million Instagram followers. But if you're all alone, who gives a shit? I would say that, man, like if, if imagine if, Cause you don't stop and ask yourself these questions, right? Like, what, like, what would this weekend celebration of ten years be? You know, the, you know what the best thing for me was, like, just the people there. Mm -hmm. It's the best. I do it for the people because it's like, because I want to share those things, right? You want to, at the end of the day, like, that's what you're doing it for. You mm -hmm. want to impress somebody, yeah. right? Well, that means there has to be another person. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Sure. Like, so it's like whether it's like, hey, I want everybody to see this, that, and the other, but you know the people that are close to you are the ones that matter. So like we do stuff because, Hey, if I can, you know, fly home to Slovenia, spend time with my family, or we go on a trip or I give money to charity or, you know, like all these, like, yes, this money equals, you know, freedom and possibilities and 
a resource, but it's like if you could not share those things with anybody, it would be meaningless, yeah. completely meaningless. Well, there's right? that show that, that's like the last man on earth, right? And you just watch the comedy, right? But you watch it and the guy goes fucking crazy, right? Legitimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what would you... I like just, even an I Am Legend, he has to have those zombies. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got the zombies and he's you got, got the, the, against... the mannequins that he's talking to and shit <laughs> yeah. and the dog, right? So at the end of the day, man, like business is great, but let's not make this into the most important thing on the planet all the time because you missing dinners, you missing family, you know, events, you really can't get those back. And that's why I love the fact that the new iPhones have that screen time thing that'll track your, your screen time and you can turn apps off at certain times. So once again, you have to be strategic and intentional in how you do everything now, because there are so many fucking distractions in the world it's insanity. I don't know. What is it like 10,000 marketing messages a day people get hit with and everybody's on their phones all the time. Everybody and they go home and obviously listen, man, I'm a Netflix guy too. I get it. But then they're jumping on that. And I believe that people are forgetting to connect and they're trading connection for engagement. They're trading connection in real life for engagement on social media. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it is literally bankrupting people emotionally. I believe that. It's bank. It's like literally creating this void in human beings. And I just think it's, I believe personally, that's why we have this. It's red versus blue. It's black versus white. And everybody's jumping on a fucking team to be a part of something, but it doesn't fulfill them. It just no, doesn't fulfill not, them. Because it's not, it's, it's, it's basically a fake being part of something. And uh, it's funny you said, you know, I, I got a, uh, the message and it's like, your phone, uh, your screen time is down 31, 32% this week, right? And here's, and remember, like, when did everybody kind of come, uh, fly? I went to an event that was at the event, like, Thursday, Friday, then um, everybody came out because, like, I'm around people and mm -hmm. I don't get on my phone. Sure. Uh, you know, whether it's you in the jail, like, I mean, and you'll tell me, like, get off your phone too, right? Like, but when we go to dinners and stuff, I keep it down. And I think that's an even more important reason to get around the right people sure. because you're so, like for me i'm like so engaged we have fun we have la we laugh mm -hmm. we talk business life whatever i don't care about being on the phone mm -hmm. right a lot of times the phone becomes like i'm lonely let me post something for sure oh, cool, i'm getting likes you know Dude, what I mean? think like, about how the level of there nobody is nobody can be bored anymore they can say they're bored but let's be realistic how ridiculous is it like because literally people will sit there for 1.2 seconds and then they're looking at their phone watch conversations watch how fast people if, if there's a some small awkward silence it's like yeah it's literally moth to a flame because nobody actually wants to communicate and moving forward i think that is a skill that will will allow people to make a lot of money that will allow people to connect and be the most interesting person at a party. And man, that's this is like me and Jay talked about this. I'm sure you guys did too. As far as like today, to be able to do that is like such a superpower, mm -hmm. right? To be, building rapport, right? Being able to have attention, you know, being having charisma, which are all skill sets that you can build. Yeah. Because if if I'm distracted only 50% of the time, you're distracted 90% of the time. Guess who's winning in a game of life? Like, For sure. You know what I mean? Period. And so doing stuff like that, like it's so, because you get sabotaged. Like mm. you already know, like at the end of the week, you, you wouldn't, if I said, how much you on your phone? Oh, not that much. And then, you know, a, a hidden camera yeah. is like following you. Oh, I track like, it. I track it daily at the end of, you know, that's another thing, metrics, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what gets measured gets managed. And that's a that's a quote that I love because it's the truth. And I'm, I'm measuring everything. I'm, I'm literally looking at like, okay, 
Here's how many hours. Now, all my coaching groups live in Facebook or workplace, right? So it's like, I'm on it a lot. I, it's work for me. Yeah. But that's not an excuse, right? Because what happens in between? Oh, let me go look at Instagram. Well, you, you, go, you go and do something for, you got a 15 minute block mm. that turns into an hour and a half sure. block. 15 minutes was the work you were meant to do. <laughs> the hour 15 was- Looking at butt cheeks on Instagram. Yeah, it happens, right? <laughs> Listen, I'm only human. But we're not talking about you guys being perfect. And I think that, I, I think what would be really helpful to the listeners, man, would be to like to go, what, you know, what are some things, I'm going to play like interview guy for you right now. Mm. It's going to be great. Hey, everybody, it's Steve Krebs here. And we're going to ask Lucas some questions. <laughs> uh, I think it's important to, to kind of go like, okay, you know, what are some pitfalls, right? What, you know, because, you know, if we're walking down a sidewalk and you're not paying attention and there's a pile of dog shit there and I see it and I don't point it out and you step in it, it's just as much my fault as it is yours, right? Mm -hmm. So helping people realize like, hey, here's some pitfalls. Here's some things that 100% are coming for you in business. Like as an entrepreneur, here are, you know, and we can just bounce back and forth, right? It's like, here are the things that are 100% going to happen, no matter how good you are, no matter how much luck and how fortunate you are in business. Here are the things that are coming and maybe we can talk about like one step in how to like deal with it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. So like if you looked at the number one thing, I like, I like asking questions. What, what's the number one problem you feel like? Or the number, you know, what, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of pitfalls in the process of you building this thing? Uh, that's actually a challenging question, but it makes me, it makes me have to filter stuff. I'd say that like right now in the coaching, but probably in anything, in the service-based industry is running ahead to do other stuff and not getting really good at your craft. Got it. For which, which is, I mean, your craft, you should build your craft forever. Yeah. Right. It's an art. It's a, it's a skill set. So what, I, what I'm seeing a lot of everywhere is this, you know, and you fall in, you, you usually go into the, you know, I would say vocation, I call it not a job, but a vocation because you're like pulled to it, right? Mm -hmm. Like you want to help people, you, you, you love, you know, you love the feeling of helping people transform, you're a 51er. And then life happens, like I got to pay the bills, I got to do this, I got to do that. It turns into a business. It turns into, yeah. like, and then real quick, you're like, well, listen, um, um, you know, what's the funnel? Like, what, what are we going to do here? Well, like we got to run some ads. Oh, that's not working. We, you know, and then all of a sudden, like it, you lose focus on what matters. But I'll promise you this: if you become excellent at your craft, you know, which in fitness involves understanding the training, the coaching cues, interacting with people, connecting with people. And, you know, if you do that, like you're going to build your business. And because guess what? 95% of the other people are not going to be doing that. Right. So. I would say like building your craft and really becoming like excellent in that area, you get this organic growth. Perfect. Right. And then that gives you feedback and you're like, man, this is great. So the, the you know, we'll just, I, then what I'm going to do is I'm just going to like fucking cliff note it at the end. Okay. Right? It's like, so don't talk about how good you are. Become great. Right. Stop. Don't avoid be, being a, a, a master at what you're doing. Right. And I, I train jujitsu. Right. So I train at fight sports, Miami it, with cyborg Abreu and like the dude is, He's one of the best leaders I've ever seen. Like at the end of class, he's doing pump-up speeches. And this is a guy that was, a, he's a world champion. He trains every day. And when we have seminars there from other black belts, high-level guys, he is the fucking in the front of the row. He he's is learning, paying yeah. attention. He is asking questions. Now, this is a world champion. This is a dude that's competed at the highest level everywhere in the world in the sport. Highly respected. 
And I, dude, I watched him and I'm like, yo, that is a guy that I want to learn more from because he has no ego and he's trying to become the best. And what, what do you watch people do? They get a little bit good at something and what they, they don't want to hear shit. They don't want to hear anything. So that, that's, dude, that's amazing. If you think about it, you guys listening, like that's a, that's a, that's a little, like another point that you can look at. Like, am I spending enough time per week and am I being intentional at getting better at what I do? I want to, I want to add to something to that because some of it happens with trying to bite off more than you can chew. For so sure. what I mean by that is if tomorrow, if I'm starting off and I'm like deciding now I'm going to open a business in the gym and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go into this 5,000 square foot space. I'm going to $250,000 loan. Da, 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 da. See, now the craft takes the back seat mm -hmm. and it, maybe it's taking the back, like maybe it's taking the back seat way too fast because there are like seasons in business. There's sure. times where you got to master the business a little bit more, right? But people jump the gun way too fast. And it's like you're trying to, you know, you got to outgrow stuff and not try to grow into stuff too much when it comes to things like that. Well, dude, the pressure that comes with opening a place like that or doing something like that is massive. It will, it will crush 99.9% .9 of people. It will. It was funny because one I, I run a, a group called Young Bucks and it's a, like a free group right now. It's it's for young guys. And, mm -hmm. and one of the guys asked, he's, he's, he's trying to get into fitness, right? So I told him about Luca, and I'm like, this is the guy you need to follow. You need to go do an internship with Luca. But they asked me, they're like, you know, coach, what would you do if you had to start a fitness? What would you do if you were going to open a business right now in, in strength and conditioning or fitness? And I was like, this is very simple for me. I would not go big. I would go super small. Mm -hmm. And listen, I've, I ran a business for 10 years and did, you know, worked at another place for five years in strength and conditioning before that. I would do like a boutique style, like boutique, high end, like 20, 30 clients. That would be it. And they're like, why? I'm like, exactly what you just said. Because I don't want all that pressure. I want to create relationships. I want my clients to feel like they're getting the Lamborghini service. And I can't do that with a 7,000 square foot facility with a, you know, 15 grand of overhead. And now I need 20 team members who probably aren't bought in and are only bought in most likely from because of what they can get out of it. And that's human nature, right? You know, what about me? What's in it for me? So I think that's valuable. And, and, I, and I know some people that are listening to this might be in that, that place where they bit off more they can chew. Because it, you know what? Like it's, as you're bringing this up, so multiple conversations, I was at Craig's event, so I was doing the, the Q&A, I was leading the Q&A for, for gym owners. And then I was also in LA and a friend of ours that, that we both know and I won't mention, but it's like, you know, some of these businesses are multi, multi-million dollar businesses with very small margins, mm -hmm. very, very small margins. Now, and the thing is like, look, if that's what you want, like that that's the direction you want to go because you want to build X, Y, because you know what you want, mm -hmm. cool. But a lot of people are like, they'll, they'll build it and go like, man, that's not what I want. <laughs> Just, it's not what I wanted, you know what I mean? Building it, you know what? Kevin Nation said something. We, we were in Kevin Nation's master group, mastermind group for a while and he, uh, He's, he, he's a guy that like will say like something and it will create massive shifts in your mindset, right? He's just a slick, like smart dude. So he, he was set, we were talking about this and he was like, well, are you building it bigger because you feel called to and it will make you more money or are you building it bigger just to build it bigger to impress other people? And he's like, that's the biggest question you have to ask yourself before you start building because one will get you what you want and the other one will destroy you. Yeah. It, it will just pile up the pressure without the joy because you'll have a, I would say the wrong attachment to, to why you're building it.
So what's another pitfall? What do you think? So it's like building things too big, too fast, and not not following your heart, not following your gut, not building your skill. If you had to give one more, what would it be? Oh, uh, honestly, like the the what Craig says, the structure equals freedom. And the thing is, I would you know I, I, that was not me, and I still and I'm still really working on that part of things, but I've improved significantly. Meaning, you know, when people are like, there's not enough time in the day, and I used to be that guy too. There's not enough time in the day. No, like you just don't have an, you just don't structure your time well. That's it. Like it's, you know what I mean? If I've improved my productivity 10x, the biggest, I would say, potential for me and for most people is being able to organize their time and focus even more, right? Like, hey, this is my block of creating content, two and a half hours, boom, no phone distraction, bam, here's my morning ritual time, bam, here's when I work out, bam, here's when I block time off to go read on the dock and be, right? Here's when I do this, here's when I do that. And the thing is, when you can master the discipline of your week, and it's a learning process all the time. You find ways to upgrade stuff. You find ways to cut things out. You know, you keep some things, you add some things. But when you're able to do that, that's when people go like, how does he do that in 24 hours, right? And sometimes people go like, dude, how'd you do all the stuff that you do? And I, I'm feeling like, man, I really got to improve that, you know? Because mm. I know, because I, I see and I'm like, oh, wasting time there, wasting time there and energy there. It's why you can't compare it, right? Because like, everybody's capacity is different. If I'm 70 miles ahead of you in life, and that's not saying with things, I'm saying with experience, wisdom, you know, all the things that we've done, you can't compare yourself to the capacity of that person because it will ruin you because then you're going to try to keep up with them. And it's not always a bad thing, but have you done the things to build the the same capacity, Mm -hmm. right? And then base it on what it is that you actually want. I don't want, here's my idea of a perfect day. You ready for this? (laughs) I get up have sex with my beautiful wife. I drink coffee. We have our morning huddle. I go for a walk. This is, I'm not doing shit until 10, 11 o'clock. That's just me. I'm not working until 10, 11 o'clock because those other things are majestic and it creates space for me. So by the time I sit down, I'm very clear in what I need to do for the day, what I'm going to accomplish. And that's probably one of my strengths is I am very organized and strategic and I don't I don't want to be busy unless it's going to create some form of result for myself. Now, do I have weaknesses? Plenty. <laughs> Plenty. <laughs> right? We all do. We all do. But I think we could take what Lucas said in, in, in the structure piece of this and add it to everything. The foundation of everything is what's most important. The foundation of your relationship, the systems in your business, the foundation of why you're doing what you're doing, the, the, the foundational structure of your fucking body, your strength and your conditioning we could we could just spread this out across the board and you'd realize how important it is and how important it is to have daily habits and rituals that support what you want. The majority of people, right? So we have 44 young men in this Young Bucks thing right now and they went through it for free. What I'm seeing is they were letting life just take them. There was no, they weren't being intentional. They didn't have a lot of, uh, you know, of structure in their life. And they were just be like, almost you start to feel like a victim when you're going with the flow of life. Like, well, it's just the way things are. Things aren't working right now. And then we do this hustle challenge and guys that literally were struggling financially, all of a sudden, as a group, they did like 30 some odd thousand dollars, 22 guys, right? And in, in six days. And you start to see the difference in their mind and they go, oh. It's like, hold up. Yeah, wait a minute. I can affect this? Yeah, I, I'm in control uh, of my life. <gasps> it's like when the, you know Miss USA wins the pageant. Oh my God, <laughs> I can't believe this. No, it's the same shit. Like guys, you are in control. There's no one to blame but yourself. 
And when you take ownership, listen, I'm not the, 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 the best guy to listen to. You go listen to Jocko. Go listen to these guys that were actually on the battlefield and led teams in firefights when their lives were on the line, right? But I can speak a little bit about ownership and leadership as well. And it's like, guys, stop pointing a finger. Take, take ownership, which automatically gives you power to, to put, you know, push change throughout your life. And this is the last thing I'm going to say on this. Change doesn't happen through an event. That's the spark of the change. Change doesn't happen because you do something one day or five days. It's an everyday commitment to the process, which is like, okay, here's what I'm focused on today, which is why when you wake up and you journal and you meditate and you do those things, it gives you the space to actually see those things rather than wake up, pick up this fucking thing or get on your, your, your laptop and now you're being reactive the rest of the day because you didn't get your head clear in the morning, which we've both been guilty of as well. And so to, to kind of finish this off um, and loop it back around, you know, we, we talk about identity and like, you know, this structure of your day. If you look at your day, right, if you stop and go like really look at your day, you know, and like see what you do pretty much, you know, five to seven days a week. That's going to show you why you are where you are, 100%. Uh, whether it's unfit, whether it's stressed out, whether it's, you know, do you get stuff done? Do you have, you know, good relationships? Do you, you know, do you have an environment, a network of people, a group of people that, you know, lift you up, challenge you, do all these things? Because you're going to like literally like, you know, wake up at whatever, 6.30, 6.30 to 7. This is what you do, 7.30. Like you have a pattern that you are following, whether you like it or not. Mm. And to recognize that pattern, ask yourself, like, who do I want to be, right? Like. The whole identity thing. Hey, what does a fit person do? Well, you know, I'm going to have a smoothie in the morning instead of a donut and cream coffee, right? Like, uh, you know, what does a kind person do? What does a, what does a leader do, right? What, and the thing is, when you ask yourself those questions, you're going to align behaviors with them. You do. I mean, I've talked about that in, in some of the past podcasts, but, you know, what, what Krebs is, is, is saying, what, what I'm saying for sure is like, you can't change it on one day, but today after you listen to this, what you can do is you can start with something, something that you're not happy with. And you can look at your day and say, look, what behaviors am I going to add? And what am I going to preferably take out? They're going to lead me towards becoming that person. Do you have like, do you have a bomb drop? You want me to, you want me to finish this bitch off? So <laughs> man, it's it, life. Life isn't supposed to be easy because when things are easy, you don't appreciate them. Things aren't supposed to be free because when they're free, you don't respect them and you don't treat them right. So the things that you earn through this process, this pro journey of being an entrepreneur, of just being a human, it's up to you to appreciate the challenges, right? Because I'm thankful today. I'm thankful that for the problems that I've created by pushing so hard at, at trying to create more for myself. And when I say more, I just don't mean just money alone. I mean, across the board, there's going to be trials and tribulations in all aspects of life. But if you become intentional and consistent and you, you, you show empathy and you create action, right? Action alleviates anxiety, but only hundred percent of the time, if you do those simple things, and I want you to realize they're not easy, but they're simple. If you just play the simplest form of the game, your life will improve exponentially guess what? The more success you create, the bigger problems you're going to run into. The more money you have, the more people are going to have their hands out trying to extract it, right? The more 
opportunities you create, the more overwhelm you can create. So the, the universe works in this scale. You, you don't get one without the other. And if you understand that and get clear with it and you create the space, I truly believe that everyone has the same ability to gain success. It just comes down to, are you willing to sacrifice those things to create it? And the only way that's going to happen is if you are clear on what success is for you and what a win looks like for you and you define what wins are for the other people in your life and you ask them what their wins are so that you're very clear, communication is on point so that you can grow as a person inside of your relationship, inside of your business, and you can reach the success that you want. Here's the funny part. I'm going to leave you guys with this. When you reach success, guess what happens? It's like the horizon. You walk to the mountain, now the horizon moves again. It, you're, it's never going to stop. And if you think about success is attached to the word succession, which means what's next? next. You have to fall in love with that. right? You have to fall in love with that idea because you're not going to run through the finish line. Like in that half marathon, I limped over the <laughs> finish line that I ran. Pretty dope though. It was a Star Wars yeah. half marathon. I hated it, but I finished. Right. But that's not what life is. You finish and you go like, I literally, my wife walks up to me and she's like, how do you feel? You must feel amazing. And I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> I was like, that was bullshit. My, my hip hurts. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, I didn't, I was like, what's next? And then I took some space and appreciated myself for not preparing for a half marathon and running anyway. The, the moral of the story guys is like, listen, shit's going to be hard. You're going to be challenged. Be thankful for it. Puff your chest up and walk through your day like you actually can win. You're going to get some L's on the record. Like you're not going to go undefeated in this game, but don't give up. Don't spread guilt and shame across your life. Don't tell yourself you don't have time. Those are all stories and you need to challenge your stories on a daily basis. By I'm telling you guys, simple shit, meditation, journal, exercise. We're not giving you, we didn't create this shit, right? The you know Buddhist monks were doing this shit thousands of years ago. It's just, we want to reinforce it to you so you can listen to it and apply it. Bada boom, bada bang. Once you accept how hard it is, it becomes simple. With that said, guys like, hey, you know, me and Krebsy could, when, when we get into these, man, this could be like a, a week long podcast, For but sure. I, I definitely appreciate the, the, the wisdom and the lessons. Um, especially cause like I said, th these are kind of like our conversations, you know, over coffee slash bang. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we, we do it a lot, a lot. And, and, th and this is the reason why at the beginning, you know, he's bringing up the importance of mentorship, masterminds, coaching, because this is how you get challenged and pushing and get strategies and whatnot. But with that said, I love and appreciate you guys for tuning in. Look, you know, taking the time, remember we talked about the time, like the watch and the wallet. I appreciate the time that you guys spend listening to this but if you don't like for me it's like hey if you don't apply any of this it's irrelevant it just became knowledge that goes nowhere it's unapplied knowledge so you know if you if something hits you do something about it not tomorrow like right now write it down take an action you know schedule a meeting send out a book get your workout in call up a person to be your, your workout buddy like something like do take action on it right journal something you learn what are you going to do about it Otherwise, it's irrelevant because if you listen to this, you know, one time a week and you do 52 small action steps every week, you're going to be in a better place next year. And because of that, you always I really appreciate the I appreciate the, the comments. I appreciate the reviews. You know, please go to iTunes. Uh, hit, you know, give it the stars. I love I love the feedback. What do you love? What do you want to see more of? Um, because once again, because it gets shared and 
And right now, it's definitely a lot of people uh, reaching out, which is awesome because it means that it's helping a lot of people. Um, but you know, if you, if you could pay it forward, this is the best way to do it, is pay it forward is share it and, and uh, add those reviews and those stars. And we will see you. Well, we'll see you some, sometime in the future. We're going to do another one of these for sure with Krebsley because we're going to be seeing more of each other again. Uh, but until now, thank you, Coach Luca. Peace out.